Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Laughs podcast. This is Rick Roberts. Along with me today, two people in the Rick Roberts School of Laughs studios. We've got Gavin Miller, our producer. How's it going, buddy? Going good. And we've got Paulina Combo. You guys are going to learn a lot about Paulina, a former student who's just blowing it up out there, doing some great work. (laughs) So I want to pick her brain a little bit and see what the temperature of the scene is out there. We'll get to her in a second. As you guys know, the iTunes reviews keep us pumped up, and we've got a few here. I'll hit one off real quick, and uh, and we'll get into the show as quickly as I can. This is from Zach Lyman. Zach says, loving the show. I love listening to this show every week. It has been one of my favorite podcasts about comedy from the beginning. Great production value, Gavin. Yes. And extremely useful information for any comic. Keep up the amazing work, Rick and Gavin. I love that. Gavin's getting some shout-outs. This is what I need. You're, this is what I need for your my contract. <laughs> Gavin about Gavin. Yeah. I uh, also want to say hey to a few new students who uh, jumped online. Give you guys a few shout-outs here. we got John Hill. John, thanks for signing up for the class. Same thing to you, Sam Eitz. Sam's out there in Iowa. And over in Italy, wow, yeah. we've got Arnold Tyler. Arnold, thanks very much for finding us Grazie. to do the podcast, yeah. or however. <laughs> and uh, I hope uh, my southern accent is okay yeah, as that. you watch those video <laughs> tutorials. But that's awesome from Italy. Cool. So we've got a few different continents represented. That's awesome. And uh, always fired up to see that. Last little plug before we jump in, I've got some new dates for local classes. If you live in Nashville want to take a School of Last class, here's what's coming up. We've got the level one writing class coming up. That's kind of where I advise you to start if you haven't tried anything yet. And that's going to be March 30th, April 6th, and 13th. That's from 6.30 to 8.30. Check the website for location. Uh, also, improv. I know Paulina took the improv class. That's yeah, my favorite because I haven't it's, been able to take that one yet, and oh, I want Gavin, to. It's all, I need, I need it's all fun. You <laughs> walk out there. Roots. With, uh, yeah. That's Rick's where roots. I started. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So that one's coming up in April 7th, 14th, and 21st. Uh, and those times are 5.30 to 7.30. And uh, Business of Comedy Seminar, if you want to know more about the business, I yeah. try to hold that every quarter. And the next one of that is coming up on May 30th. That's a Saturday from 1 to 4 in the Nashville area. So check out schoollast.com for all those things. Uh, if you want to jump in at any point, just shoot me an email at schoollast at gmail. And we'll get you hooked up and save your spot. Take the class, people. It's so good. It's fun. <laughs> it is good. It, it's fun, and it, it will prepare you for I guess if you want to do it, it will prepare you for that. I mean, it's well, amazing. What I like about the class is I get to meet cool and interesting people. Uh, yes. People take the classes for a lot of different reasons. Paulina jumped in back in the fall of 2011. Right. So not that long ago in the grand scheme of things here. <laughs> and what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's really, I'm saying you've accomplished a lot in a short oh, amount of time. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that was that was less than three and a half years ago. You yeah, know, that's you a think short amount it. of time. And you got, I kind of want to know before you even took the class, like what was your thinking? Had you done a little bit of stand up or were you thinking about just seeing what it's all about? What was your perspective coming in? I had never tried stand up. Um, I try, you know, my boyfriend and I would sit and watch Last Comic Standing and try to write jokes. And we were like, we have funny ideas, but we don't know how to write jokes. And uh, I guess going back even farther than that, you know, people say, what do you want to be a comedian? Um, you know, as a kid, I honestly thought I was going to graduate from high school and just drive up to New York City and audition for <laughs> Lorne Michaels, Saturday Night Live. 
And when that I'm didn't here. happen, <laughs> my parents said, well, go to college. <laughs> so that's what I did. And then I didn't really feel the, the urge of like, I think it was like a biological comedy clock. Like I've never wanted kids, but there was a certain <laughs> date I feel like where I was like, okay, I'm about to finish grad school and this is it. Like I have to get a big girl job or try comedy and I don't think I'm gonna get another window like this. Uh-huh. So that's when I took your class. I think I went to a zany show, saw that you offered classes, uh, jumped on that and you know never stopped writing yeah. and performing <laughs> since. That's, that's cool. Awesome. And in college did you have... Uh, that's a much better story than mine where I'm like I just w- rambled through life and then hated myself and then <laughs> thought I'll try comedy. <laughs> Gavin, I hate to... Everybody's story is yeah, better than yours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So that's in college. Did you do some theater classes or anything to help you kind of get ready for the stage stuff? Or not at all. I, I just I came from such a small town, and I went to college in a small town. It was Murray, Kentucky, and oh, yeah. you know there was nothing like that where I lived. And I I guess I wasn't confident enough to say, well, I'll start it myself. But yeah, I always wanted to be in an improv group or a theater group Jeez. or something, and there just wasn't anything that Murray's I could get small. into. Yeah. yeah, I almost went to Murray to play soccer. Oh yeah. And then there I you found go. a way to get out of state. I grew up in Kentucky, <laughs> so I wanted to get out of, I wanted to get out of the state and see something else. So in Murray, what did you study in in school then? I did advertising and then I got my master's in mass communication. So you know, I do have a that background does help me. You know, it's only like forty or so grand of student loans to be able to help me promote <laughs> shows, make flyers, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It really prepared me to be able to promote my own shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt to have those things. I went to school for mass communications yeah. and then here. You know, and I, I tried to get in radio early, and, it, and the landscape wasn't suitable for reporters. That's what I wanted to do. and But I'm using all those skills now, right. you know, and I use the stage stuff. I did a couple plays in college, you know, because I, I just like to be in front of people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing like getting up there by yourself and doing doing your own jokes, huh? Oh, Gosh. for sure. And when you started, it with the, you had good jokes in the writing class. I remember right off the bat you had a good feel for it. And then, you know, you did the graduation show, had some fun there. After that, did you feel a little let down? Like, oh man, I built up for this three minute set. What do I got to do now? Or, or did you take that momentum and just kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing? Because I know you're still rocking it. We're going to talk about her oh, achievements yeah. here in a second. But yeah. yeah, I hear from a lot of students after that big show that they do at the graduation oh, no. night. It's it like, is. To- uh, that's totally the feel. Now like, I'm on my own. Yeah, well, because you've got that deadline, which is like, it's you've signed up for it, but you're heading towards it no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, you hit that line and then there's nothing else pushing you there's no other line that's like well that's you know. when you pick up the line yeah yeah okay. right that's, yeah but yeah, yeah you have to do that right yeah so mm-hmm. i mean well okay so as soon as i finished the writing class i started going to a few open mics mm-hmm. so the the graduation show wasn't my first stage time right and uh you know i had been doing that i kind of realized already that okay this is kind of a grungy, grimy thing that you have to (laughs) swim your way through to be able to get to those zany stages. You Mm -hmm. don't really get to start at zanies and places like that. It it takes a long time and it's a process. So I, and I think your class also helped me be realistic about my expectations and things like that. One of the most helpful things that you did was you would show us a clip of someone who did, you know, a Letterman set or something like that. And we all think, oh, we're ready. We're ready for Letterman. <laughs> and then uh, you say, how long do you think that person's been doing stand-up? And it turns out 18 years or yeah. something like that. So that really put it in my head like, okay, this is a life commitment. If I really want to do this, 
it's not going to happen overnight at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, there's there's rare circumstances where you know it happens faster for some people, but even it, overnight is still considered a few years. So I mean, right. it's not. Yeah, it's that's that's. Well, yeah, I think people think term. of somebody like when Tosh.0 came out, people were like, oh, this Daniel Tosh just came out of nowhere overnight. And <laughs> no, he's been doing stand-up for years and years and years. Yeah. Or Amy Schumer the same way. Like, just because the first time they're on TV, they launch from that doesn't mean that's how long they've been doing comedy. Right, right. Yeah, it, t- it takes a lot longer than you think and sometimes longer <laughs> than it should. And sometimes you see people, you're like, that happened too quick for them. Yeah. It just all comes down to what's right for you, yeah. you know? But I think the big part, you saw it early on, that a lot of the open mics can be a little grimy, grummy, you know, <laughs> yeah. Grimy, yeah. staying up late <laughs> to perform for I've other. learned not to wash my hair the day of an open mic. <laughs> right, you know, you got to wash it when you get smoky. home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's still Small, smoking going on tip. out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so you put on there. some of your own shows. I mean, I'm, every time I look up, Paulina's got a new place that she's doing. Oh, my gosh. Comedy Maybe and running another many. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one was, was it the Pug Hugs show that you put together the first? Right. I, I co-host Pug Hugs. That's, oh, and let, why uh, do we call it Pug Hugs? It's Comedy Pug Hugs. I have pugs. <laughs> <laughs> and we were trying to think of a fun name and something that would have a theme. And we we talked about a lot of stuff but for some reason that one stuck and it's easy to say and but none of the money goes to dogs or anything yeah (laughs) we actually do donate some money to mid-south pug rescue okay that's great so there's that element Mm -hmm. okay and we didn't even think of that until later when people were like oh okay pugs do you donate money to pugs we're like yes we will (laughs) (laughs) and that's a monthly show right yes it's a monthly show it's the third wednesday of the month Okay. Madonna's in East Nashville. That's a nice little stage. I've been teaching some classes there. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice little upstairs area. What do you think it seats? Probably 75 if you got them jammed in there? I'm not positive. 50, yeah. 75. I think they have like a that. limited amount of chairs, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Bring your own chairs. Right. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So that's a monthly, and then you also have one at Vanderbilt mm-hmm. at the bookstore. Yeah, it's which, an open mic. Right. Tell me about that, because you... I would assume have to have a little bit different parameters there than you would at a bar, right? Oh my gosh. So I'm not going to lie. I've taken a lot of flack for having a bookstore open mic, but the truth is that they approached me and um, they said, Hey, you know, we heard you're a comedian. We've seen that you have shows around. Would you like to do a comedy show here? So I mean, I fully believe in if somebody asks you to do something, you say yes and figure it out later. Yeah. So they gave me a little bit of leeway to figure out what it should be. And so I thought it should be an open mic. Um, it also works out really well because there's another open mic the same night that's right across the street from that later on. So instead of feeling like I was competing against anything else, I wanted people to be able to get stage time twice in that night. Right. That's awesome. And yeah. um, the idea is that... You know, you're coming to this open mic that's at a bookstore. It sometimes it starts at seven, so it's still daylight sometimes. The lighting's kind of bright sometimes. There's no alcohol, there's no smoking, there are students studying with headphones this on. This is the perfect gig, right? It is the perfect gig. <laughs> I like and, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and sometimes there are like kids and families walking around. Yeah. So you do you have to censor yourself a little bit? We we joke, or I joke and say it's PG-13, meaning one F-bomb per show and, you know, no <laughs> full nudity. Right. All. Don't take off your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I ask. So it's not that clean, but it's kind of like, hey, if you see an eight-year-old next to you, let's, you know, let's uh, yeah. chill out a little bit. But I, I don't try to censor anybody's style or anything, but you do have to be somewhat clean, which is hard for some people. And 
Um, you know, I have opinions about that. Maybe I shouldn't share that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what is your opinion? I mean, because there's styles for everybody. Yeah. I think you should be able to work both ways, honestly. I mean, if, if I'm in a place where that it's you can let loose, you can cuss, you can be crazy and dirty, you know, I can I can adjust to that. But if I need to be cleaner, I shouldn't feel like, well, sorry, I can't do this because right. I only have five seconds of material where I don't drop F-bombs. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've always taught, obviously, with our class yeah. and stuff, it develops some clean skills early because you can work anywhere. And then if you evolve into something else or want to do the other stuff, that's great, too. Yeah. But there's going to be times where you'll miss opportunities if you don't have yeah. clean material, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I'm not trying to be too judgmental. I, I'm no saint, obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at your jokes and you take out the cuss words and you take out, you know, um, penis jokes i mean i guess we can say whatever we want because this is a podcast but i was trying to be nice if you take out all that then do you have a joke do you have right. premise and a punchline i mean what what's left if it's not funny yeah. then it's not then you're not funny right i mean that's kind of what i think well that's cool yeah maybe that's too judgmental but no i mean i no. always think material should stand on its own and you can amp it up if you want to with something else yeah but you, it's got to be solid underneath all that stuff because if it's not you're just you're fooling yourself totally yeah i think so yeah I Absolutely. So do, have you had any incidents where like uh, little, little <laughs> fellows are walking by the stage and people get crazy on the mic or has it been pretty okay? Well, the, the guy that I work with through the bookstore, he did mention something. He said, oh, there was one guy that was kind of racy and we noticed it, but he didn't tell me who it was, so I can't oh. fix it. I don't know who it was. You know what's kind of neat about that is you're in a bookstore, they promote reading and, and free spirit and right. you know, yeah. connecting, and to have any censorship in a bookstore is kind it's of, a little that's off. a fine yeah. line for him to walk as a manager. That's what I said. I was like, we can't say the F-bomb, but you can go read the Kama Sutra if you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just put it on the top shelf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, cool. I like it. That's, a, that's a, just a very different you know, place to have an open mic. I mean, just, you know, different parameters and stuff. I mean, I think it makes you focus on your material. I mean, anytime you've got those external factors, I mean, that, this is a, a much better uh, setup than doing an outdoor show, but an yeah. outdoor <laughs> show, you've got other things you got to focus. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it works at muscle. Yeah. And I think it's smart, even if you're not a hundred percent clean to, to go through those open yeah. mics on a pretty regular basis. Cause totally. what if you get it? What if you get an audition for a TV spot? And you have, you, yeah. You cannot go over there that night and all of a sudden make your set perfect by taking out a few words. You need right, to work yeah. on that stuff. And that's right before the other mic. Like you said it's across the street, which is great. When I started out uh, Sundays, we had three open mics we could go to. Oh, nice! Like a five thirty to seven thirty, then a seven thirty, and then, and you could have an idea for a joke early in the day, and by the end of the night, you know whether you got something or not. Exactly. Gosh, three completely that's different audiences, three different styles. You know, one was in a restaurant where his kids could be there, and mm -hmm. it, it that's went on good. from there. Yeah. So. And that's what I tell people, too. Sorry to cut you off, no, but no. I say if your joke worked at the bookstore and then you go across the street and it works at the Smoky Bar, you've got a funny joke. You know, if it works both places right. and it works for diff for the both audiences, you've got a joke there that's going to it's going to work. Translate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. And you're also thinking about starting another stage? Yeah, I had another... Um, venue come to me actually they came to the open mic and said hey we've heard good things about you would you consider putting on a show for us so of course i said yes let's talk about it <laughs> and uh, they've been really flexible with all my demands and i told them listen if you want to have a good show you got to give me a budget i got to pay these comics you know i want to help feature some of the local people and then bring in a headliner and it's a one-nighter it's awesome. you know the lingo it's a yeah. one-nighter so that's what we're doing and um it it's uh it's a pretty upscale thing it's like on music row 
on Demumbrian where the big naked statue is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for people listening who aren't from Nashville. We have a naked statue that causes <laughs> quite a stir. Yeah. So it's right there, and it's kind of a classy uh, cafe, food, wine, uh, espresso, drinks, things like that. And so that's what we're going to do. What's I've, the name of that place? It's called Pop Rock Cafe, and the first show is going to be April 8th, headlining Mike Spienberg. So oh, I'm Mike's really, great. I'm excited about Mike that. Mike is really solid. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. He's, cool. He's so you, you're out there hustling it. That's a lot. <laughs> trying to hustle, yeah. Well, well, I did streamline it just a little bit because I thought, I'm going to drive myself crazy if I do three different shows, but they're on Wednesdays. So they're once a month. I've got the first, second, and third Wednesday doing so different always shows. So you Wednesday is yeah. the day. Yeah. Well, it's a great night because you got comics that might be coming into town early or... or um, Local or comics right before, before they, they head out. Yeah. yeah, so you got that yeah. going for you. And, you, you know, once a week, you can go back next week and tweak what you worked on last mm-hmm. week and develop a set pretty quickly that way. That's, that's pretty cool. sweet. That's very cool. You know, in, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was looking through, uh, I guess I was on Facebook, and I saw Paulina going to Laugh Fest up yeah. in Grand Rapids, which <laughs> if you guys have been listening to the podcast, our last two episodes were recorded last year when I was at Laugh Fest yeah. with uh, Tony Deo and Robert Mack. But w- that is an awesome, awesome festival. It is. And it's a long one. Like, it's it's 10, ten, days. ten days. So it's, it's hard to be there for all of it. How much did you get to see while you were there? And then we'll talk about your set as well. Oh, my gosh. So first of all, you called me a hustler, and that's what I do, man. <laughs> I'm a hustler. So I got my showcase. It's, you know, it's like a five-minute showcase. Um, like, they called it amateur. And I was like, okay, this is in Michigan. I need to make this worth the trip for me because it comes out of your pocket when you go to comedy festivals. So I use my my podcast radio show that we'll probably talk about later. But um, I, I ended up getting media credentials for the whole show. I went up there and they treated me like a queen. <laughs> they let me into anything I wanted to go see because they have a lot of paid shows at this too. Like mm-hmm. I got to see Wanda Sykes, Elijah, Eliza Schlesinger. Um, and then I got to go to their big signature event, which was Sinbad, Kathleen Madigan, Jim Brewer, um, a guy named Michael Costa, you guys oh, know yeah, him? Yeah, and a yeah. magician named Justin Wilman. And that was like a big sit-down dinner, open bar well, kind of cool. comedy show. And they even let me interview them. Wow. So awesome. that was exciting. If it hadn't been for that, then I'm sure it would have still been fun. But I just got the royal treatment when I went up there. And uh, But then other than that, I did also meet tons of local comics, hang out with them, you know, go out to bars, talk to them. And that was also equally great to, to get to network with people, my peer group, you know. Yeah, networking is really key. And when you go to a festival, you've got some of the better hustlers. You know, you're meeting the other hustlers from other towns. <laughs> yeah. They're doing oh, yeah. what you're doing and connecting with them. Then you're set. You had five minutes. How, uh, how, how first off, at what venue were you at? Because I, I remember some of the different venues. Oh, okay. It's, um, there's, they have a Dr. Grin's mm-hmm. comedy club there. Okay. I wasn't there. I was <laughs> in the room next to it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but they had uh, Dr. Exxon. Grin's. In the, it's yeah. A, no. <laughs> so it was, a, it was kind of like a big banquet room. Yeah. I, remember, yeah, I guess you'll say. When yeah. I was there, we were in the Grin's, but they did have the other show going on right. over there. So you had a five-minute set mm-hmm. on which night of the week? I think it was a when, sun, Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. And how many other comics were on that night? Oh, there were tons. There were probably 15 on every Ooh. showcase. And I saw as many as I could because there were two showcases in a row, t- and one in each venue. So there were four showcases kind of going on in one chunk. And I tried to see as many people as I possibly could. Right. And, like, wrote down their names <laughs> and talked to them. I mean, I was hustling, like, for sure. <laughs> and then your set went pretty well? I think so. Uh, um no, like, kind of like what you said with your graduation show. I didn't feel like anybody of, in our showcase was killing it, 
But I thought I did well, and I listened. I recorded it and listened to it later, and I thought, okay, you know, I think that was solid. But I, I don't really think there were any bookers at that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Well, that's cool. So I got some good response. So and it was snowy, that's awesome. snowy cold up there. Even though it was warm for them, it was. I like acres po- and acres of snow. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of get a podcast and get your news credentials. <laughs> I know <laughs> we need to take the school like, last thing to the. Uh, yeah, my brain was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just hey man, you gotta ask. You get a lot of no's, but then when you get a yes, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. we need is more of that kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah, Gavin. I know. That's hey, that's on you, Gavin. Get I, us some credentials <laughs> to the try, Grammys, I'll and we're gonna try. review the funniest movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and how long you've been at that, and we'll also let people know how to find it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's actually a, a legit morning radio show on Radio Free Nashville. Cool. That's uh, the public radio station here yeah. in Nashville. It's on 107.1 FM. So uh, me and another comedian, Ron Placone, Ron, he's yeah, from yeah. Pittsburgh. He's you know full-time comedian. He's yeah. legit. He travels all over the country. And uh, he asked me to co-host this with him. It was kind of his baby, his brainchild. So uh, we do four episodes a week, and that's from 7 to 9 a.m. Oh, cool. And uh, we do a local hour and a national hour. He takes the national hour and and puts that out as a podcast. Right. Um, so you can find that, you know, iTunes, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, that's Indie Bohemians. So you can find Indie us. Indie Bohemians. Yeah, and we have, you know, tons of guests. We talk about news stories. So it's a little bit of news and politics, a little bit of comedy interview. That's awesome. And, you know, I love that. Just us being dorks too. <laughs> yeah, and having <laughs> extra microphone time. Yeah, whether it's radio, podcast, you still it's learn on the Gosh, stage. I mean, is there a part of your day where you're not performing or <laughs> hustling? Because <laughs> you're, you're making us look really bad. I'm I know. Exhausted. We're looking at each other like, "Come on, Rick, we got to pick it up here right now." <laughs> I got up at five thirty this morning, and you know, took a shower and thought, "Okay, when am I going to put on makeup? Because I don't want to be have like makeup caked on my face for fifteen hours." <laughs> So I need to hold off a little bit. That's so yeah, hilarious. you guys got Gosh. fresh makeup. You might not have. I, yeah, no, <laughs> My day I, went differently. I put on very little makeup. Today, <laughs> Gavin so. left his guy liner off <laughs> yeah. today. He, oh, he's got to put his dippity do in his hair though. I, for sure. I had to get that. You going. did gel yeah. it. Yeah. I did. You yeah, got I the, have to. The head well, of a velociraptor. I, do, I take a shower like once a week, and so I got to put it in there, and then it just it stays for the rest of the week. It's I fine. Feel you. you know, oh, that's cool. Now Pauline and I. Um, we're going to be doing something together at the Nashville Film Institute Yay. Film Fest coming up in April. Now, there's a couple of big things going on here in Nashville in April. The Wild West Comedy Festival, yes, which is going to be big, and they've got huge names. Kevin Hart added a second show at Bridgestone. Right. On the Can you imagine oh. Bridgestone? That's, man, that's that's twenty. Was it twenty something thousand? It's got to be. That's what they had in there for the basketball tournament. So yeah. maybe more for him. So that's going to be a, a big time deal. They'll put seats on the floor crazy. for that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. even more. Hang on, he's doing well. And uh, <laughs> okay. I don't even know how to think that large. You know, it's so big. It's That's a big crazy. venue for a little man. <laughs> he is a little dude. I didn't <laughs> know he was little yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. all those commercials with him and Will Ferrell. I'm like, that dude needs yeah. a step stool. Uh, yeah. But that's going to be great. So that's going to be going on. Uh, you guys remember from a few episodes ago, we talked about the world record attempt to break mm-hmm. the longest comedy show. Yes. Um, that's still going on. There's a few tweaks to that. We found out the credentials to mm-hmm. be an uh, official comedian is a little bit different than just a first time ever on a microphone. So definitely go check out the nationalstandup.com website yes. and look at that. And there's still chances to get in to help sponsor that, uh, to buy some stage time, to buy some merchandise to help the cause. They're still going after that record. I think they're going to be able to beat it. Uh, but they could it's still so use cool. your help for sure. So send them, send them some cash and some good thoughts and come check that out if you can. 
And then during all that, Pauline and I are going to be part of a sound exchange panel at the Film Fest. Oh. And sound exchange, for those of you that aren't familiar with the term, they're a company that collects the royalties from Sirius XM, those kinds of places, Pandora, and they distribute those to artists, such okay. as comedians and songwriters and that kind of stuff. And on that panel, it's going to be three comics. Pauline is going to be the, the representing the newer kind of getting their feet wet. <laughs> the comics one nobody that are doing asks it. questions to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old guy with a lot of time that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> and they're, then they're going to try to get like Kevin Hart or somebody You're else on the on panel. You're on Sirius and XM. It's got to be every 30 minutes. It's I see your I see your name come up when I'm scrolling through. I'm like, I, I do stop. I do stop. I listen. You know. Well, yeah, it's, it's something that. Aside from me sending the CDs in, I have I have no, you know, I'm just blessed and lucky that they play me so much. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but that, we're going to be on a panel like that, and hopefully, as a spinoff of that, I'll get Sound Exchange on the podcast so we can yeah. go into greater detail of how you guys can get paid for your comedy. Oh yeah, Pauline, I hope you're recording all your sets as much as you can. And have, have you thought about putting a CD out yet, or how close are you? No, I, I, my goal with recording is I. I I do try to record all my sets. Sorry, I'm stammering like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> all the coffee. But uh, my goal right now is to try to get a decent feature set to send out to bookers. Yeah. I, I don't feel like, I'm not confident with the ones I have that somebody would want to pay me for that. So uh, <laughs> Getting close. But. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm getting closer each time. Maybe they're getting a little bit better, but I'm just not super proud of the video I've got. So mm -hmm. no, I don't think anybody would pay for a CD of me at this point, but you know soon soon maybe well i'm telling you after after that sound exchange panel you'll be like i need to record tomorrow now it would be nice yeah. to make money for all this stuff <laughs> well yeah that's you know, the idea there's some there's some opportunities there I for sure it, yeah well three three stages a month going on it's uh, hard when you've got that many just scheduled things going on it is really tough to think like okay i gotta bring equipment i gotta get figure somebody out to like you know who's gonna if you're hosting the show and you're thinking about who's gonna you know do something you you can't also think about like are my levels correct on my recording stuff it's super hard to think of all those things you know well you, you're using left and once. right sides when you're thinking oh. about planning the event and then oh, maybe yeah. you gotta switch into being the host and all that stuff just in a now let me ask you this when you put on these shows and you had you kind of jokingly said my list of demands but you had some <laughs> demands there you know pay the comics a little bit mm -hmm. yeah um what are your other demands for people listening that might want to try to put on a show and take okay. some of the stress off of doing it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, with every show that I do or go to or am on, I feel like I learned just a little bit about what makes a good comedy show. And so I'm got, I've got a little bit more confidence to, to ask for that stuff now whenever I put on a show. So some of the things that were important to me were, you know, I wanted to pay the comics. I wanted to bring in people. I said, hey, if this is truly an upscale show, then we need to have upscale talent. Yeah. And so I also said, if we're going to be bringing people in that don't live here, we need to provide them a hotel. Mm -hmm. They agreed to that. So we offer that as an option to the headliner. And um, I said, we need to feed them when they're here. They shouldn't have to pay for their own food and drinks. So they said, okay. Uh, <laughs> I love this list. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just... The room itself, we kind of talked about how the bookstore, it does work against you as a comic, but for this room, we want it to be a really nice setup. So the lighting is important. It needs to be kind of dim enough that people aren't, they don't have too much distraction, too much going on at their table, and that they can focus on the stage. Um, I've kind of learned that the fact of a stage being elevated, that does make a huge difference. Yeah. So we're kind of working on that. They don't have 
a platform at mm-hmm. this point. And I told them they need to have a spotlight on the comedian to to keep that attention on them. Um, let's see, you know, simple things like this is at a, a cafe, so it's like, hey, turn all the chairs around to face the stage. <laughs> I mean, these are it's really simple things that back, a venue yeah. wouldn't know who doesn't go to these almost every night right, of the yeah. week. Um, let me think. And this is the thing, you know, at a nicer venue, they have a parking garage. So, you know, they're going to validate parking for everybody. Um, let's see, tickets are, they're going to sell tickets online. They're a little bit cheaper if you got if you get them ahead of time. So then we can kind of see how many people are going to be there. Um, let me see. Oh, that's, I think that's, that's pretty good. List. That's, I was going to say, I think that's everything. I was like, what, what else is there is to, to, to oh, ask I think for you money. nailed it right okay. there. <laughs> you I mean, asked for money and the space. And then, and the, after that, you're good. Yeah. I mean, she's got a hotel for the comics. She's got a budget. We got him a massage. We got <laughs> <Right>. him <a laughs> validated parking. That's yeah. like, now nah, that's not validated cover parking. <laughs> you yes. know, it's funny though, but that, that, even though it might be five or seven bucks or 12 bucks or whatever, that goes a long way when in your attitude, when you show up at a place, yes. like, I got to do a comedy night. Oh, I got to find yeah. parking. Oh, I got to yeah. pay 12 bucks to do my show. Like, it's nice that it's you a huge s- thing. erase that from it everybody's is. mind. Yeah. Dude, I did an audition the other day, and I had to pay four bucks to park. I was in there 10 minutes, and I had to pay yeah. four bucks. And I'm like, this, I might not even get this. Yeah. Why am I paying? <laughs> uh, I, had, I had to do a show at Opryland, <laughs> a corporate event. Yes. And it was jam-packed over the holidays, and I had to park in the... the you know, I usually have a place where I park, and I'd run across, but it was mm-hmm. freezing and ice, and I'm an old guy, so I had to use... <laughs> It oh, was I know twenty nine dollars, and I was there for ninety oh minutes. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I could deduct it, write it off, but still, it's just like ugh. They're so they happy to help that. you. Yeah. yeah so I should have <laughs> parked over at Dairy Queen and called Uber. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just drop me off at the door. Here's a little yeah. something extra for it's you. It's true. I'd rather give him twenty nine or whoever. Yes. Or as we joke, Goober, get the guy in the pickup <laughs> truck. You go across the street, <laughs> drop me off. Here's twenty. Yeah. Goober. <laughs> that's, that's what we got. G U B Goober in Nashville. Well, these are all cool stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I just wanted you know I'm one of your bigger fans out there, and it's you know anybody that's taking my class, I'm always pulling for you, and, I'm, and and if you haven't, I'm pulling for you too. But you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And so I wanted people to know about you. Um, it was one more question before I give out all your places for they can connect with you, because uh, I've had a few questions from some female listeners. Hey, they. They were like yelling at me for not having any females on. And <laughs> I couldn't get Gavin the, the Bruce Jenner money yeah, to get no, any kind I of know. change ah! going on. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, they want they wanted some perspective on you know starting out and hitting those open mics when you are a female, and just how your approach. Do you feel like there's any kind of you know t- how, what's sexism your perspective? in comedy? Yeah, is That's there a little bit know, right? or tips or you know? <laughs> um, so being. Being well, obviously, I don't know what it's like to be a man in comedy. Um, to me, I feel like you guys are almost at a disadvantage. You know, another white c- guy comedian. I feel like who's white? It's harder no. to. <laughs> Yo, I would think it'd be harder to set yourself apart. But you know, of course, I do feel like, all right, I, you know, that wasn't fair. There should be more uh, female comedians on this show or on that. Um, I don't have as many complaints as I did when I started. I'll have to say that when you start comedy. The, the male comics are so nice to you. And then they find out you have a boyfriend and they're not as nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening, yeah. They're, they're suddenly not as n- not as interested in your comedy and your jokes. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like female comedians are sometimes forgotten. And I don't know why, because I feel like we have a lot of funny female comedians here. And um, you know, a lot of the local shows do tend to be mostly males, but. I don't know. I don't want to shout, oh, that's unfair, that's unfair, because 
they they're gonna do what they're gonna do and um I, I don't know. I also am on the fence, too, about these things where it's like the equal opportunity. It's like, well, in every show, let's make sure we have a minority and a female. Right. Because then you're, you know, you, you could be setting yourself up for a bad show if you run out of good comedians. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's hard to be a comedian, period. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I tend to think that I want to use being a woman to my advantage. Right. I think my comedy does appeal more to other women than men probably and that's okay. You you can't make everybody laugh. They're not all going to think you're funny. So if I get a female audience, awesome. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's an underserved audience and yeah. you see what happens when somebody does a comedy that's like specifically driven towards women, uh, women like a bridesmaids or something like yeah. that where all of a sudden it's like Boom. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's a pent up need for it out there. Like, go satisfy that need. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's if, awesome. Yeah. Whenever I do like a legit gig, I feel like it's always guys that come up to me because they're surprised that some of the jokes I have are like, oh, I can't, you know, I love that kitty litter joke, which I don't know if you've ever heard it. I can't <laughs> say it. <on>, but, <laughs> but they're like, I can't believe this. That's my favorite joke. And I'm like, awesome. Thank you. Then, then when girls do, but. Yeah, uh-huh. I've always, I mean, I've always just kind of seen it that, A, you're, I think you're right with the first thing you said. If you're a funny female, you jump out of the yeah. pack because there are a lot of middle-aged white guys yeah. that are trying to do comedy with the same kind of complaints and, you know, joke types. Um, so there's if there's less females in comedy, then you have a more a bigger chance to separate yourself. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, well, given a couple of, okay, the one thing that I will kind of complain about that I I'm trying to think, is there something that people say or do to female comedians that they wouldn't to male comics? Because that, to me, is, you know, a gender inequality or a double standard. And, uh, you know, it's been said a million times, but some of the some of the things would be like um, trying to pit female comics against each other. I mean, most of us, we all love each other. All the female comics, we're friends, even though we don't have to be. And we're all pulling for each other. We're trying to help each other. And I feel like there's this... Um, that they want this bickering rivalry between right. us, and I don't really understand that yeah. because you would never say, "Oh, so and so got that gig that you didn't get." Does that mean you hate them now? Right, like, right, no, right. I'm Trying happy to create for some them. Drama. Yeah, little instigators. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not fair. But you know what? I think uh, if if all the female comics out there were like Paulina, yes. then everybody would rather see hey, them would, than us. There would be 50 million open man. mic nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. There would be so many shows. 50 million yeah. open there mic. is a surplus of shows at the t- We at don't the get moment, paid, yeah. though, because she she wants to get the comics paid. So I'm I, trying to look out for I you. I love that. That's no, great. I think you're doing a lot of things right. And I think people should know about you, too. So let me tell them a little bit about where they can find you. Uh, the Probably the best place to go right off the bat is the paulinacombo.com. It's P-A-U-L-I-N-A-C-O-M-B-O-W.com. And you've got a lot of links on there to your other stuff. Twitter, you're a, a, a pretty frequent poster on Twitter. Do you have a Try. Twitter strategy? Twitter strategy? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I try not to be too annoying <laughs> and post too many things. That's a good strategy. And I actually, I use Twitter sometimes for when you have one of those thoughts and you don't want to forget it. Sometimes I'll tweet it out. And then if it gets a favorite or two, I'm like, oh, that might be funny. Yeah. So, you know, I'm no. not necessarily using it to get famous, but to kind of try out well, things. you got quite a few followers. Forget. I mean, I looked at it. It was 1,400 or something. <laughs> no, I only have like <laughs> no, only 500. Only 500. I don't know what I was looking at. I, that's pretty cool. And um, 
Man, you've got a lot of stuff going on. There's the comedypughugs.com if you want to check out that show. Um, it's at Paulina G. Is that right? Oh, G- the Comedy Pug Hugs. That, it's our Facebook page, but you can go to comedypughugs.com, mm-hmm. and I'll take you there. Okay. And it's Paulina GC on Twitter? That's my Twitter. GC. GC. I started that a long time ago, and I guess I thought I wanted to keep my identity secret. <laughs> uh. But now I say, oh, it's like Louis C.K., right? <laughs> <laughs> Paulina GC. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, keep up all the good work, and people check her out. Yeah. Uh, check out the podcast and everything that she's got going on. We'll put all this in the show notes, so all you got to do is click while you're listening. and uh, Yeah, check out the show notes. Some people don't even know that they're there, but check them out. There's I hide little, uh, they call them Easter eggs. I hide little Easter eggs in the show notes. Sometimes they're discount on comedy classes yeah. and things oh, wow. that all they're only up there info. for a week so yeah. definitely check out the page thanks very much for spending some time with us I know you got somewhere to be already <laughs> yeah. I'm late no yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much I appreciated you it you bet thank you thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast if you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.